Mood's a thing for cattle and love play, not fighting. I'm sorry, Granny. Not sorry enough. <laughs> Welcome to the June Girls Podcast, hosted by Eugenia and Alex. Episode 1, How Are You, June? June Girls. June podcast. Girls. I'm Alex. I'm and Eugenia. That's girl. Yes. And uh, we wanted to make this podcast probably individually for a really long time. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, and then we... Uh, we're lucky enough to find each other through Instagram. I know. And, and through <laughs> memes bringing us together. The memes will bring you together. Yeah. It's actually kind of a funny story. It's like kind of a weird story, <laughs> um, which I'll, t- I'll tell. It's a little bit of lore. It, it, it's a part of the lore. Let's build our, build our build lore our here. Lore, just a little. Um, because I do think it's sort of like, how do we, as two people that I live in on the East coast and you live on the West coast and we've never met and, nope. um, yeah, we just didn't know each other at all. <laughs> Probably in August is so, yeah, I feel like, um, I've been following the, um, meme shit posting page, I should say our so, favorite. Um, Tom Tuna genre. Oh yes. Um, Thomas. Yes. Tuna in his like various identities as yeah. Instagram. If anyone that follows me knows um, all of the good posts that I post that I've stolen that don't have his name on him were his. Uh, so thanks. Thanks Tom. Tom. Uh, um, but yeah, I've been following, I don't know, since maybe I want to say like April, like, I feel like it was an April Tom Tuna is when I discovered Tom Tuna. And then it was like, I don't know, there was this sort of fervor in my mind of like, this is the best, like, cause you the best. like post so many things and it's so early in the morning and I get up super early in the morning. So one morning in August, the fateful morning, <laughs> I had been tracking my sleep. So I was getting up a little bit earlier. <laughs> And I get to um, the Tom Tuna store. I'm like on the phone and his like little good morning page with the little Geppetto guy. Um, And it just says GM. And I was like, you know, coming out of my slumber and I just wrote (laughs) GM back in the little reply thing. Um, Just GM, but it was capitalized. So just like two all caps GM. And then I want to say it was like the next day. Your choice. It was the next day that he replied and was like, haha, GM or something. <laughs> uh, and then I remember being like, oh shit. Cause I didn't think that, I don't know, you know, whatever. I wasn't expecting a reply. It was just the, it was such a, it was just a, a, simple... a macro micro internet celebrity like yes and you know I like so I had no 
you know, and so I was just like, ha ha hi. And then I sent him, I have like a Hellraiser picture. He was posting Hellraiser and I was like, oh, look at this. And he was like, oh my God, it's so cool. And then I made my Dune post because I had, I want to say at the beginning of August, I was like, I've been, had this idea of like, I want to do a Dune thing since basically after I read the books in 2016. I and think that's literally the same year that I read them. Oh, wow. I never, I don't think we ever discussed. We never did. No, maybe, or, yeah, like maybe a year before that, if, I don't know. Honestly, I have no fucking idea. It was a very formative year of my life. So that's why I remember it so clearly. Um, anyway, uh, and so then I, I was sort of like psyching myself up. Oh, because um, I posted some stuff about, the Dune movie on my YouTube channel. Oh, your, your reaction I, and then my, your my reaction explanation, explanation of your reaction mm-hmm. yeah, um, for my YouTube channel, which I we don't have to talk about right now. Um, so I made this post and then he like shared it on a story and he was like, oh, I hope it's okay. I like it a lot, you know. And I was like, oh, thank you. Um, but anyway, then <laughs> that's how we met. I followed you because I was like, Hey, look, girl, Dune, me, girl, Dune. Yes. We both had like, your name is fish speaker. Mine is Jesuit. Mm-hmm. I was like, we should be friends. So yes. then I just like kept, I was your reply girl. Yeah. For like a couple days. A couple and then days. Like, we'll, we'll be friends. I'll give yeah. her a chance. Well, and then I was sort of like. Yeah, because I don't know, and when I had like a little bit of an influx of like people because of Tom Tuna, I was like, oh God. Who is am I based enough? Like (laughs) I think we are decidedly cringe. (laughs) Sorry. That's fine. Uh (laughs) you just have to fall somewhere on the spectrum, um, which we do. (laughs) Mm, um, but no I remember specifically it was when you replied my dictionary or the encyclopedia it was no it was when you replied to my pumpkin spice cold brew oh yeah I was like how does it taste like like a candle um, yeah and it did (laughs) yeah it really did it was I mean, it has, it's like one of those things that like, it has its moments. I can, I'm trying to think of a similar dessert. Like, I don't know. Ooh, like when you're eating baked Candles. Alaska. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I've it's done like that the, maybe once in my life. <laughs> like, it's maybe like 20 years ago. On fire. Maybe. Oh, for me, maybe it's like Rocky road ice cream. <laughs> because how I I just don't (laughs) like the nuts like I like the marshmallows I like the chocolate when I was a kid I used to suck all the ice cream off the nuts is that so (laughs) and spit them out and my my parents were so normal to me they were just like you have to stop doing that it's not you okay. Got to stop sucking cream <laughs> off of nuts and spitting them out, Eugenia. 
Stop you're paying good money for these nuts and you're just wasting them. Stop sucking nuts. Ugh. No, mom. No. <laughs> um, anyway, that was a detour. Um, but yeah. so yeah, so then we started talking and then we moved to um we moved to texting and mm-hmm. you know, we kind of have like a little daily hi hello how are you and then we have our own gm yeah it's our own uh parasocial i know it's not parasocial because we acknowledge that each other exists (laughs) yes um anyway um but yeah i I guess i i felt like i had sort of stalled out with my doom post and i was like fuck i I, I made like a bunch of videos and then nothing I felt like really stuck. And then we talked about this and then we just fucking did it. And I think that that is. Yeah. Well, we talked about it for quite a bit and then we tried to do it 17 times. Yes. And here we are mm-hmm. the day before the movie comes out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there is something to say about coming too soon, which could be the no. case you would argue with the fucking trailer i mean i know 2020 was its own whatever but like i feel like all the hype for the movie excuse me all the hype for the movie was like two months ago i feel even more i don't know why it feels like it's been all summer i know june is coming and it's got timothy in it and we've got jason momoa and there's like a worm and and it's, yeah, it's just like, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's in this weird position in October, which I think is a very weird time to release a film because it's like, you're not confident enough that it's a summer blockbuster, but you're also yeah. not confident enough that this is a Christmas movie. Like this is an Oscar movie. It's definitely is, not. Is doing a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. Um no uh yeah so it's like this weird in between time of like oh we're gonna slide it in so you think that it's a blockbuster but you also maybe think that it's like uh like a academy film or like award season film i mean maybe it'll win do you really think it will it might i feel like for all of those technical categories like sound visual effects like costume design maybe i don't know definitely not anything else I hope God that would be like really the dregs. I'm sorry, we haven't even seen the movie. But I know it's not even out. I don't know. <laughs> there could be some amazing performances. Um so yeah, well on that note, I guess we should start fucking talking about Dune. Yeah, I suppose. Um, so um. yeah, so let's say where we're at. In terms of Dune return, like coming back into the cultural consciousness. Yeah. I mean, has it really been in it at all other than just kind of existing as like this David Lynch movie that some people have seen and don't really know anything about? Yeah, that is unclear to me. I mean, I know that there is, I mean, just judging like basing it off of let's use our point of reference the subreddit 
um, the Dean yeah. subreddit, which definitely exploded after the announcement of the film. Um, lots of new subs because yeah. what the mixture is, is like, it's the presence of Denis Villeneuve who, whose movies I can say, I knew that they existed. Don't know what they are. No, <laughs> I mean, he did like, um, didn't he do like let's, let's Arrival? He did Arrival. Yes. And he did uh, the one, oh, like Prisoners? Let's see. Um, mm. Blade Runner 2049. Is Prisoners? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, they've already got the the pictures up for Dune 2 and Dune the Sisterhood under his movies. Ew. On Google. Oh my God. He did that. What a fucking dick. I'm sorry. <sighs> so, okay. Denny Villeneuve. I didn't know. So before Dune, uh, before it was announced that he was like making his, his Dune, because let's be clear, this is like his Dune. Um, I didn't know there was such like a fanboy thing. Yeah, there is. I know a lot of them. Yeah, like, and it seems like genuine. Which, you know, which was just so confusing to me because it's like, like, yeah, like dollar store Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah. Like Christopher, you like, I mean, he's Christopher Nolan, but if Christopher Nolan was a French Canadian, actually, that's, I don't know what that fucking means. We know what it means. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Denny. I guess I probably wouldn't hate you so much if you didn't like, like the, I don't know. It's just like, there's a pomposity there that you, you know, you can all, do it, that you can do you? it. You of all fucking people. Who who are you even? Yeah. Like, yeah. Know. Like honestly, I like all of everyone's them. gonna fucking hate us like 10 minutes. <laughs> we have so many redeeming qualities. And like you'll okay, I don't know. <laughs> if you are a huge Denny Villeneuve fan, feel free to message send a dm like you know reach out and actually it would be fun to have a, like a post i mean we're gonna have like a post movie podcast but like even to talk to people who liked it and yeah and to talk I to the know why denny fans yeah because like with this pre-established notion that he's like taking properties that have already existed like blade burner 2049 and kind of like I don't know, like he's appealing to the that Sigma male of the Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. You know, that like Ryan Gosling in a trench coat. <laughs> Giant naked blue haired woman. Oh, they all have to have one. Yeah. And that's like your prize for being. A, a man a I guy guess. a guy anyway a guy. we're getting ooh, yeah we don't want to okay okay so, we don't want everyone to hate us we're just trying to tell you that we are here to gatekeep 
the shit out of Dune. <laughs> yes. And we're here to tell you uh, some reasons why. So you might say, Alex, Eugenia, if you love Dune so much, why would you not like that it's getting a whole new audience? That that we're having like a whole new like renewal of interest in Dune as a text. And I would say, like, are we? Like, are we? Because the people that I know who are excited about this movie because it's a Denis Villeneuve movie, maybe bought the book and maybe read the first maybe book of it in it like yeah the first book the first book yes like and then stopped yeah which is kind of what Denny Villeneuve does in the movie (laughs) yeah I is it gonna be two or three it's I I don't know I think it's supposed to be three but like is he doing like literally the three books yeah I think what I think that was the logic Dune, Maudib and the Prophet like is that going to be yeah I don't I would venture to say that like if they do make a second movie it's not going to be called Muad'Dib no (laughs) (laughs) no one would see this yeah no one's going to see like but they will see Dune 2 Dune 2 (laughs) Dune 2 Return to Dune (laughs) <laughs> Muadi. We never left, but <laughs> coming back. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's just preposterous to me. Anyway, uh, um, so, mm, so yeah, so we would we <laughs> we as Dune fans really question, and and so this is where we get into like. to the point where yes we have to I can only like if people listen to this we are gonna have some really mean comments oh absolutely but I think we have to explain that it's not just him that we don't think can make the movie like the whole point of this to say is that it can't be a movie it should not even be considered to be made like if you have ever read it yeah you should know that we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. So, the whole point. And I brought in, so I brought, I found this quote. Okay. So, because if you make Dune a movie, right, you are making it into, you're putting it into the mold of like cl- what's called classic Hollywood narration. Yes. And that I think makes dune not dune so there's a quote from william lore um in his article called tracking the maltese falcon classical hollywood narration and sam spade um he says and this is so interesting okay says classic hollywood narration focuses on an individual or small group of individuals who early on encounter discrete and specific goals that are either clearly attained or clearly unattained by the film's end. The goals tend to exist in two spheres and their pursuit is developed along parallel and often interdependent plot lines. One sphere is private, generally a heterosexual romance, 
The second is public, a career advance, the obliteration of an enemy, a mission, a discovery, and the like. Literally, <laughs> you described Dune, the movie. Yes. And there we have it. That's in the movie. That's the Dune movie, right? Yeah, because that's not that's not what it is. Right. Yeah. So you would now say to me, Eugenia, then what is it? Like, what is it if what it's not? <laughs> if, you know, you can also say what? There's only like seven stories. There's only so many narratives. And yeah, that's true. But okay, I feel like the underlying uneasiness is that this movie is going to redefine or define more specifically like what dune is to like a whole group of people yeah who have no this is like their first introduction to it and it's going to be something that is completely removed from what like the core of dune is which is not a closed end story it's not a it's not a complete piece it's not supposed to be which is what you know you want to talk about the yes and so author yeah so that's why I yeah I brought up death of the author the death of the author excuse me um the Roland Bart article uh where he is basically arguing that by making the focus the author of a text and seeing a text as like this product of like genius or this piece of work from this author that's like just from the author himself is is a way of just like shutting like meaning down in in a in a way that's not even it's inaccurate right like um you know he's there are a few quotes that I've pulled out um hold on I'm gonna find (laughs) I'm gonna find one that I can read out loud that you won't get that you I'm not saying you the listener would get lost in but it would be kind of long and I don't want to but here's Uh, one okay writing okay writing ceaselessly posits meaning but always in order to evaporate it it proceeds to a systematic exemption of meaning yeah which probably wasn't the best quote to start with, but, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it kind of uh, drives home the point of this uneasiness that we have with, with things really not truly having stable meanings. And in this way, the dune movie presenting itself as this as this narrative as this sort of specific you know abc plot whatever that's like going against the core of what herbert really does in dune which is this kind of like you know he's writing but like it's so fun the way that he's using 
like stylistically like this kind of like high you know court intrigue like yeah almost Shakespearean kind of thing where like you don't you need like a spark notes because totally people are talking about things that we don't know about but it's not like a you know there's no sort of like unreliable narrator situation in the story at all it's you're hearing like I think the main thing that people don't know if they've not read Dune it's like almost completely internal monologues of people's thoughts yeah and you don't have these like interactions with other people that you can follow and just like you know go with their conversations and know what's happening you have all these different people's internal thoughts about what's going on from different points of view and different like time periods that you kind of put together, especially, I know we were talking about this earlier with like the beginning of every chapter starts with a quote from a book that exists in the Dune universe that like has been written after Dune or before. And it references something in the chapter. And that's like, where does that come from? You don't, you can't follow that because it's a other book. That's actually not real. Yeah. (laughs) But it's so, and that's what in, in Bart's article, he has a line that says, you know, a code of like a code cannot be destroyed. It can only be played with. And I feel like that's exactly what Herbert is doing by employing so many layers immediately like immediately he doesn't give you a break like it's it's sort of incessant yes and and this is again I'm going to bring in another Bart quote which from this article it it is the language it is language which speaks not the author and yeah. yeah, and that we're also kind of restoring the status of the reader, yes. which I think that idea is also really key with with Dune in general. And and even when you think about Dune and Frank Herbert, he's not really, I mean, he's the author and certainly you know, wasn't like, oh, this is, <laughs> you know, it was obvious. So there is not like, this is this grand story that I need to tell you that I've created. And these are these people and things that I've created and they are mine and I'm showing them to you. He right. was like, this, was like, these are things that I have to tell you about yes. the world and I'm doing it through this story and you do what you will with it. Yeah. I'm hoping you'll do the right thing but that's not my decision. Right. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's like this shaman sort of like medium, like gather around the fire and listen to the storyteller. And, you know, the storyteller isn't, isn't coming up with a bunch of new, you know, his own personal stories, right. He's telling passed down generational knowledge. And that's what Herbert is doing. I mean, he's, he's like, using all of these huge ideas and themes and he's so many things like yeah. even like linguistically where he like takes all of these languages that are either you know world languages or dead languages mm-hmm. and 
you know, obviously Dune, I mean, people who don't know anything about Dune think it's like aliens, right? Right. Like it's another <laughs> planet. There are like humans from earth. Yeah. And this is like how, like 10,000 at the beginning, is it 10,000 yeah. or 30? I, I don't even know. It's many, many thousands of years. Yeah. After, after us have like gone, we're don't exist. Yes. So, but like he takes things from everything that has been and is at his time. And like, was it the sixties? I don't even remember when the yeah. first one was written, like 60. Yeah. Whatever. It, it's it was right in front of me. Yes. Um, <laughs> but like, he just takes everything that already is and he combines it in a way that he's able to tell what he knows with the what with what already exists he's not really creating anything new at all he's just yeah like what's that quote like a great artist doesn't copy they steal right <laughs> and like he just steals all these things from culture and history and anthropology and sociology yes. and throws them together and is mm -hmm. like what do you think about it <laughs> yeah and in this way he like channels this like higher sense that you know bart is pointing to about like it is he says it will always be impossible to know for the good reason that all writing is itself this special voice consisting of several indiscernible voices and that literature is precisely the invention of this voice to which we cannot assign a specific origin and I'll just stop there so we don't get lost but um but that I think is really so dune to me and it like if you are a listener who has read the entire series or you've gotten to god emperor of dune which is sort of like like to me that's a text where i have that, never it's so fucking good dude like yeah i i have never experienced a, like a like as a reader a believable situation where i feel like the person who is speaking to you is thousands year, thousands of years old and is a god basically yeah and like the way that herbert writes him is like that i have goosebumps i'm just a fucking nerd <laughs> like i i it's so good it is it's, it's so hard to describe yes like if you have not read it Exactly. It, because like, I do feel like you kind of have to be in this space of, because you've got the first three Dune books, Dune, Dune Messiah, Children of Dune. And those are following along like a pretty normal sort of like yeah narrative line or whatever. And then like God Emperor of Dune, it's like suddenly you're like thousands of years beyond where you were. Yeah. And it's like 30,000 years or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you have this creature. No, it's like 3,500, whatever. It's, it's, a, it's a long, long time. And you do have a follow through, right? With this character who is, it's an incredible, it's just, it's just, and it's like just him talking or him thinking. And it's yeah. like, 
you're just like god damn this is like my bible it seriously is like Like (laughs) the themes and the things that he talks about like like Leto too yes in god emperor are some of the most like human universal thoughts and concepts that every single person in every culture in any time period has ever like pondered or encountered and you're like of course they are because you have the entire human history within you like you are every person inside of you and we get it (laughs) and we love you for it I know um why okay I'm looking up I'm looking up this quote because I used it in my Tinder bio. <laughs> uh, this oh, one. I've got it. I've got it. Um, I remembered it. It's, it's why does foolishness repeat itself with such monotonous precision? And that was my, like, my Tinder bio. How many dates did you get? I, yeah, actually, one. I had a guy. Shout oh, out. Guy. Shout out to Dustin. <laughs> uh who like matched me in when I was in traffic and he didn't even live in the same city and he actually drove down to meet me um because I'm so cool and it was actually a big part of it was the god emperor quote because he he, um also not surprisingly was like or is he's still with us (laughs) glad to hear it Dustin hope you are well yeah, it didn't, work out. it didn't work out. It didn't work out. Hope you're listening though. Yeah, uh, I do. I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like ultimately, you know, there was there were some some feelings were hurt, and mostly mine, actually, if we're being real. So foolishness. Did you hurt is, your own feelings? N- no, there was this really great misunderstanding. <laughs> okay, I just am gonna tell just really short um because it's so fucking funny uh like he had come down to visit or whatever and I had just done this like performance uh and I had never anyway so I was like already out of my comfort zone and then like he was visiting and you know there's already this huge age gap and the fact that was he older yes he's like I think I was at that point 30 not I was they're still 30 and he was like 43 (laughs) (laughs) shut up uh he's an artist I don't know whatever um so right so we and then I feel like we had this conversation like you know the morning before it's like Saturday morning it was like anyway and he thought that 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 con- in that conversation I you know had like we had come to this agreement that yes that what was happening between us wasn't sustainable and that it should be over kind of thing but for me I had no idea that that is what transpired and so then <laughs> we you know we shared a moment and then he was like, okay, I'm going to go. And I was like, what? And he was like, what? I just broke up with you. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, wait, what? And I was like, what? 
I like I thought that that we just broke up right didn't we just break up and I was like what no like just completely like and then I was mad because I was like dare you break up with me (laughs) well it's kind of like okay like if we broke 43 you don't break up with me right there's a part of that too righteous indignation um god I can't believe I told that story um but it does have something to do with you know like how the god emperor of dune quote really did that was a, some action yeah sure. well and it was on a <laughs> and it was also really like why does foolishness repeat itself with such monotonous precision in the sense that you know i sort of was constantly trying to <laughs> like have things going with people that didn't, don't like, want the things don't or don't live near me or are emotionally and physically unavailable to right. you yes that love attachment theories I mean it just seems like the safest thing you know yeah, because me. if they're not here and they cannot connect to you they cannot hurt you except when they break up with you <laughs> and you don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was even worse because I feel like the night because it was like the night after I had done this fucking burlesque performance which was it, was it burnt burnt no I was not burnt so that was the thing oh. is like I do well d- before COVID did drag the drag troupe here my drag name is Bert Sienna um House of Gunt shout out uh but this was like I was sort of pushed by some of my fellow gunties to like do there's like a sweet tease like kind of like a burlesque and I'm not like when I do my bird Santa my shtick is shotgunning a beer on stage which I don't do too much healthy I like wiggle around and and do some like reveals or whatever and like take off some clothes, nothing, whatever, too bad, you know. Whereas burlesque is like this whole process of like, I'm taking off gloves. I'm so sexy. Like, and that was, that's like the opposite <laughs> of what I try and do on stage. Like, I'm not trying, I'm trying to- name is Bert. Yes. <laughs> and Bert you know Bert is just kind of there to you know doesn't have any choreography (laughs) uh I usually have a sick track probably one of my best performances was Walmart Yodel Boy oh fuck yeah that was a great reveal (laughs) uh because there was a techno remix very you and everyone thought that it was just one of those like techno drag songs (laughs) and I revealed the little red bow tie and yeah I mean how is that not sexy burlesque I don't know I don't know so I'd done this sexy burlesque show so out of my element I had the fucking pasties on like what the fuck anyway broke up with you when you had the pasties on no (laughs) no it was the day after it was the day (laughs) It was the following day, but I even feel like the thing that had also happened is like, I had, I had like, 
I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. I'll just do a little bit of Coke. And so <laughs> I, just a time. So was like, I don't I, normally do this, but I'll just, just this once. Yeah. It was kind of like, <laughs> no, I mean, truly I wasn't. And I, I forget not, that we're from different parts of the, the country. Are you, uh, is there not cocaine where you live? <laughs> where there is, there are rarely places where it is not. <laughs> where I live is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> in my, well, I feel like there could be in certain circles in my world, maybe, but typically I, it's mostly just like weed anyway. So yeah, I was like, already like, I had, the, I was already on this weird, like Coke come down. I don't know what the fuck, you know, I was feeling weird and I had done these pasties and I, the worst part about it is like I had to do all this choreography and part of the choreography was like me doing this like bat like I had to like do this rolling flip thing like where you roll you get on your knees and then you like roll over on your shoulder and you're like back on your whatever and I'll just oh. tell you that's not yeah you don't seem like a very acrobatic person <laughs> I mean you are wonderful and you can do so many things but I just I never thought that about you yeah I wouldn't <laughs> say I have uh not a great sense of coordination when we, it comes we have ADHD we have no concept like no proprioception at all yeah that's a that's really good. Actually, I never really thought of it that way. I just sort of thought of it as like, I'm going to stand in the very back of this class of this aerobics <laughs> class or this dance class. And just like, I would always be like on the wrong foot, you know, yeah. even when you do like the cha-cha slide, like oh, that, can't do that, that makes me anxious. <laughs> like back when we used to go and do things, you know, and people would turn back on in the day. Yeah. And I would be like, okay, which side, which slide? And I would be like, okay, I'm going to wait. Even though it's like the lyrics are like to the left now, y'all. Well, but they also <laughs> do like, I feel like they have words for things like, and then you wiggle or then, and then you do like the, you do the worm. <laughs> We're getting a little off topic. Yeah. Hmm to say the least uh, so he broke up with you you were like coming down from coke and you had well, he so, but the night before he but so I technically <laughs> broke up with like I I in his mind I had like we had mutually ended it but that was not the case and so he thought you were breaking up with him and was like okay bye and you were like well what are you doing where are you going well he thought that I was like Cause I was being open. I was like, yeah, I do have this thing where I pursue like unavailable people, but like, I really like you, blah, blah, blah. And I guess I made it sound like that. I was like, yeah, I know this is doomed, but then we, you know, then, it, then we had a, a moment and, and then he was like, okay, see ya. And I'm like, what? Like it's Saturday. Like, aren't you staying the whole weekend? And then he was like, I thought we didn't, we just break up and I was like oh my sorry leave <laughs> sorry that was my google alarm <laughs> sorry <Stop laughs> it. 
Yeah, that was a good, uh, that was a good little chime to end that story. Yeah. Um, cause we've, we've gotten through about a third of our outline and we're at about 45 minutes of that's, recording time. That's good. You know, we, yeah. we, if you haven't, yeah. if you haven't stopped listening, uh, we're going to keep talking about, yeah, we're just going to go, we're just going to keep on keeping on. Yeah. So I guess what the point I was trying to make with using the death of the author as not only a like like a good um example of what I think Dune as a text is doing right is this sort of like like endless layering whatever we sort of talked about that and then the, the other part about the death of the author is also kind of like that's contradictory right with the idea of gatekeeping because the idea of gatekeeping is like no there is like a specific yeah meaning or there's a specific way of doing things it's like this concrete thing that we're protecting and you cannot change it or like you can't have it yeah isn't yeah or the idea we're trying to make people stop making it a thing yeah and and maybe yeah we are sort of gatekeeping like i've seen gatekeeping i can't even say like there's been so many subreddit posts that it's like oh should i read the book and and i'm like what the fuck like yeah yeah. you're on uh, the dude subreddit the yeah. movie's not even out yet what the fuck are you doing here yeah exactly so it's like Dune the movie that Dune Denis Villeneuve Dune is not Dune right and no. so so yeah so we can say that yes we're gatekeeping but we are gatekeeping this intangible element this death of the author that Herbert manages to achieve yeah uh, which allows us to completely unite with the text in this way that I think for me that no other piece of narrative fiction has ever come close to doing. No, like I, I've never really been a big fiction reader in my life, uh, you know, outside of like middle school. Right. And like early high school, um, I guess, well, that's not true, but not like, not like serial fiction or yeah, I don't know, something that's not like by a a nonfiction writer, like a philosopher or something like whatever, but this, this is not anything like any other fiction I've ever read in my life. Yes. Because it is just this, like this giant, like cloud of information that you get in all these different like ways that you are able to like discern so much different meaning from in different ways constantly like I've read Dune set many times like yes. the first Dune I've read I don't even know how many times and the others a handful mm-hmm. it's so I don't think I could read it enough times to ever stop like putting new things together and getting new ideas and understanding yes. other things that aren't even in Dune like right. I read it and I'm like oh god that makes so much sense about 
this thing I know in the world yeah. and I can apply it to my own thought processes and like my perspectives change on things that have nothing to fucking do with Dune. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's dealing with like these huge like themes of, I mean, really power, uh, religion, you know, sex. Um, and that's the thing, the, the gender thing too, which kind of maybe puts us back to like why we're called dune girls we're not trying to be exclusive no we are naming i don't don't even under i don't i don't what like i don't get i don't give a shit if anybody calls me a girl or any other thing like yeah if you had to ask me i i would be what they say is a gender i it's not a thing to me because it's a it's a social construct that I do not ascribe to. Yes. I don't give a shit. Yeah. So, but we're girls. It's fine. Yes. And we're girls. And, and he does, Herbert, you know, follows along uh, a definite kind of like feminine, masculine, yin, yang. Yeah. This kind of uh, everything sort of in balance in the universe. Um, but he does it in like a way that flips the script on a lot of like the more traditional female characters that you would see in fiction in general. Definitely, you wouldn't see anybody like this in in his contemporaries, like science fiction novels. Like, no, yeah, um, and. Yeah, and just the fact that, like, Paul is entering, like, is, is, he is the Quizak Hatterack, right? He is, like, he's, like, infiltrating this completely feminine, like, society and Mm -hmm. lineage that is just based on femininity, like, not a typical sort of, like, 20th century femininity but yeah you know but like a like the idea matriarchal yes uh, line of space witches right (laughs) right and it's kind of the idea of like combining on equal planes like the two yeah like uh, the divine feminine and masculine are supposed to be in alignment through this like birth of paul Yes. Via Jessica into this person. Yes. And he goes through the the ceremony with the water of life that has only killed men before. And he's the first one, right? That's the whole. Yeah. He gets it. He gets it. And I don't think that that's in, that's definitely not in the movie. Sorry. That's not in the movie, (laughs) but I think, I feel like I read some more than maybe Jessica's water of life, or maybe that was just like, a theory based on some terrible clip that was in the trailer. What? Oh, that hers is in it? Like, yeah, but, but that wouldn't make sense. Why? That's not even in the book. They don't even talk about it. Well, there is, I mean, when she, when they get together with, you know, she's with the Fremen. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, no, you're right. She does. Um, and, and they do hers, so, yes. And, and she becomes the Reverend yeah, Mother, whatever. Yeah, she becomes the Reverend Mother and she's yeah. pregnant with Aaliyah. And yeah. we have How, the Of course, it happens. <laughs> That's Aaliyah is. No, no, no. Yeah, because. Uh, becomes Aaliyah is because Aaliyah. of her. Thing. Yes. They would do that before, like, 
they would put that in the first movie. I don't think that that's in the first movie. I think that that was just like, I mean, they don't even have fade. (laughs) Which is like bullshit to me. I don't know how you can introduce House Harkonnen without having fade Routha. How do you say his name? I I love to say his name. Fade Routha, is that how you say it? Yeah. It's a we Routha Harkonnen. I will kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Just sting. I do think that that so that was beautiful. It was the best, the (sighs) best. Yes. And so like just perfect. I do think that that's where so that's where David Lynch as a filmmaker, I feel like was able to kind of capture this uh, fundamental separation or this refusal to uh, define things, right? Because David Lynch is a, is a, as an auteur, as a filmmaker, um, you know, his movies, he's like famously, he's known for people being like, well, so can you explain you know, the bugs in blue velvet, like what's with (laughs) like the fire truck and like the waving man, you know, like, yeah. And the flowers, you know, and the fucking, and he's like, watch the the movie. (laughs) He's like, he's like, watch it. And you tell me what you think it is. Like, what does it mean to you? It's not what it means to me. If I tell you, then like, what do you think it is? That's not what I'm trying to do for you. Right. And that's, it's, that's actually kind of, that's a cool that's kind of like his cool version he's still very much the auteur but I feel like in his refusal to define much of like this is what my work means is is him giving these sort of like like what Bart said about like these indiscernible voices that writing is made up of like all of these different elements that that you know the author isn't responsible for it's just the author is is the medium that is channeling actually this book his touching the big fish book which is just all these little um snippets of him talking about film um and he talks about that a lot. Like someone asked him like, why are all of your movies or why do all of your movies contain these like dark, terrible scenarios? Like, are you, is that who you are? He's like, no, those are just (laughs) things that exist. And I don't feel that way. I'm just showing you that's what this character is (laughs) feeling at this time. And like, you know, just because it's about you know, violence against a woman. I'm not saying that this is about violence against women. This is what this person is experiencing in this situation that I'm showing you. And that's it. Yeah. It's just, there's, yes, there's no grand theme here. Yes. And there's no, like, he's not, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to close down, right. The interpretation of like what, what people can get out of the story by saying like, this is what my work means, which I feel like so many auteurs do do. And, you know, there are plenty of them that do I 
do do <laughs> there are plenty of you know like identifiable auteurs whose work I enjoy but like all I'm saying is that yes the the original the David Lynch Dune movie is certainly flawed but it does to me capture that element of uh, of like space right between the viewer and like this and he like and he does like sort of he he actually has probably the greatest intro i i can't imagine a better way of like introducing dune right um that's yeah yeah i know (laughs) like that part well and it would have been so much better like he talks about it in here too about why he has like removed himself from that movie and like kind of stepped back from taking ownership from it because that was the first and like really only time that he gave away final cut like he Mm -hmm. he did not get to choose what that movie ended up like he Mm -hmm. was not allowed and they were taking things and changing them from what he was doing and it completely ruined it and he's like that's not what I wanted to do. They wanted to put these specific things to make it make more sense to them. Yes. And like, that's not what he was wanting to do at all. He was making what he was making, not yes. for it to make to make sense to any particular person or audience. Yeah. And, you know, he, I think, did a probably the, the best job of trying to adapt this book. And he also used fucking... The, the text right yeah that's what I've seen thus far in you know all of our little like oh here's a little dune featurette or here's my you know whatever like yeah probably besides the litany against fear like yeah that's the only thing I've seen that is like remotely from the book from dune like yeah <laughs> and like that part in the in the trailer where fucking Duncan Idaho and Paul are talking. And, <laughs> no. And like, no. And Duncan is like, hey, do you, you put some muscle on? <laughs> like, I, I cannot. We got to talk about the Duncan Idaho. Oh, God. No. I like, feel <laughs> like if, if you've read it and you know about, you Duncan know about Idaho. Duncan's. And you know about the Gola. Yeah. Can you picture, can you picture Jason Momoa as no. thousands of Duncan Idaho's? <laughs> can you, he can't even be the, the first he, one. No. He can't, he wouldn't, Duncan Idaho would never fucking say that no. sentence. Ever, ever, he, ever, ever. Right. And he would never say that to Paul. <laughs> And then be like, just kidding, bro. Uh, like, you look good, bro. He's like, oh, you know, because because Paul is like, hey, Duncan, I've been having these crazy dreams, and it's like, <laughs> I need to talk to you. I need to talk to someone about this. I've been having these crazy about dreams it. about this girl on yeah. Dune. I think I like her. What do you think? You think she likes me back? She's like, I'm pretty sure all real things happen in real life or something like all the important things are happening in right here now, brother. Get out of your head. 
like you're, you're in there too much like pinches his arm he's like hey you're also a little skinny boy ha 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 like isn't that why we're supposed to like him like paul is just like a skinny white boy i mean paul and i do think like should we call him i mean timothy right it's timote or whatever i'm what i Timmy. He, yeah tim timmy chalamet the famous std spreader (laughs) wait do you not know that story (laughs) did we just out him what happened no no it was like it was like it was like a thing where he was what did he what did he what did he give i think it was like chlamydia (laughs) it was like in nyu hold on what hold this is why we need free and regular std testing for all college age students okay and everyone else oh yeah did this is a did timothy chalamet spread chlamydia at nyu did he it's just a rumor and then there's all these things oh it's a know your meme it's mm. a know your meme so i don't know if that was just a meme. i don't know my meme maybe that was some fake news i just sorry just... tim sorry okay it says unsubstantiated reports that actor i'm sure we could find someone to give him chlamydia yeah I well i do remember seeing <laughs> there was like some like the greatest tiktok that I've never been able to find since, but it it was like a guy talking about how he'd seen Timothy Chalamet at like a McDonald's, which is like, and how Timothy Chalamet he's a, like he's rich, like stole this guy's. Well, no, but that's the thing. It was like it was like a jokey, like this terrible thing happened to me. You guys like Timothy Chalamet like took my McChickens. I don't know it. <laughs> he like like on accident or like came up to him and was like, it's like hey, give me the give like, me. Give me that some Give waffle me. fries Give me. for free. <laughs> Memory unlocked. Oh my god! For free. What was that called? Unforgive, unforgivable. What was that? Give me some. Get get me a chicken. unforgivable. Yes, unforgivable. Okay, yes, yeah. That guy. That guy died. Oh, he did yeah i think so that i feel like the x-men i'm the juggernaut bitch oh uh yes and it made its way into the film yeah anyway but that's now where are the gi joe videos i don't know if i watch the gi joe videos is that we're going into early meme them yeah that was like early youtube like maybe no maybe maybe I sandwiches um yeah i'm sure lots of lots of, lots of old old heads yeah old heads remember um so the other oh, part pork chop sandwiches what did i say ham sandwiches pork chop sandwiches <laughs> okay <laughs> the other part of what you know sort of maybe like a little snooty i'm really trying not to be snooty and i hope that i don't think this is coming across as snooty no Uh, it's very erudite yes (laughs) 
some man called me that at a bar one time and I was like I'm not gonna talk to you erudite. it's like how do you know a nice thing to say but I'm not gonna talk to you do I look erudite is it just me or is it erudite anyway okay <laughs> um all these books I'm carrying around yeah so oh gosh it reminds me of like if you ever go to a bar in a college town and there's like a guy at the bar and he's like reading like something really obvious like Proust or something like you know just like waiting for someone to be like hey what you reading oh hey oh this is it Proust wow um and your cat (laughs) actually I would probably be more like I'll send you this book (laughs) to spark up a conversation with somebody with that book uh so yeah the other reason why and this is sort of our like more I, I I think that this has you know we can talk gatekeeping death of the author dune as fluidity but like in terms of it being a film when we look at Jean-Louis Baudry's apparatus theory, um, yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to read this. It's just from Wikipedia. Uh, so apparatus theory argues that cinema maintains the dominant ideology of the culture uh, within the viewer. So it says ideology is not imposed on cinema but is a part of its nature and shapes the way the audience thinks. Yeah. So, you know, as we know, like ideology is a set of beliefs or philosophies uh, that are not necessarily like some are, there's some practical truth to it, but there's also lots of sort of theoretical beliefs that are all baked into, you know, whatever, the dominant ideology of the time is right yeah and um so if we take the idea that ideology is not imposed on cinema but it is its nature we can then say that because of this what dune as we've talked about is actually doing it's impot like it doesn't work it's just like fundamentally because dune is exploring the nature of ideology and the fluidity of meaning and the fluidity of time and like by it's it it, like it it's like round (laughs) do you you ever have like a a dream where you you could okay so yeah yeah round peg square hole and I'm thinking Never like happened. with this Dune movie, it's like you can hammer, you, you can fit it. You try right? and it's going to, it's going to be bad and not look nice. Yeah. It's like whenever I put together the Ikea furniture, it's like, this, this is janky. Like it's I'm I had standing to, like duct but... tape. I've duct taped Ikea furniture before. Cause I just mm-hmm. don't, again, that's not something I'm great at. Um, it's gluing. gluing or I'm just picking I pick the ones that are like just plastic and already put together (laughs) Um, I like the like the lock bolts where you just have to like turn it and you don't have anything perfect they fall apart very easily though (laughs) (laughs) so what I'm like what we can say 
what I can say confidently, and even though we haven't seen the movie, but what I can say confidently is that this is a round peg square hole situation where yes, you can pound the idea of Dune and the sort of like narrative elements that Herbert decides to use to explore all of these like massive themes you can take them and fit them into the kind of classical Hollywood narration that we talked about earlier. Um, But what you end up with is just like a jacked up looking, fucked up peg in hole. Like it's in there. (laughs) It's not going to come out though. Like stuck in that, in that thing. And it doesn't get to be anything else other than this like shit shoved in there. Right. And it's also just, I think it's it does a disservice to Dune because it's not a re- representation of what the text, oops, what the text is doing, right? And yeah. what and the complexity of the text. It, it <laughs> removes all of the all of that from it by yes. being a movie. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> and and I also think that this is why. Like everything we've talked about in terms of death of the author, um, it's why Dune is so hard to describe to people. And I, I've tried to get so many people to read it, and they're like, "Why should I read it?" It's like, what's, what's it about? about? And I'm like, <laughs> "Well, have you ever wanted to know everything about the yeah. history of humankind?" Yeah. And also like weird war strategies and yeah. stuff about time travel and reading the future yes. and worms. Yes. And, and, and just ecology. Uh, yeah. And I, I'll, I'm just going to read my note that I wrote. Um, Which one? Let me see. The one it's like, so oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dune is so hard to describe to people because people are like, well, what's it about Dune? And I'm like, it's like, listen up. That's not the point of Dune at all. Like it's no. an element, right? The plot is an element, like the characters are elements, but it moves it's a plot divide. The, yes. the book itself is like a plot device for other things. It's right. not about the story. Right, because it moves into this space of an endless unfolding, and it's like taking the spice. So it's like you're taking the spice, you're folding space time, becoming a guild navigator, and you are sort of something more than human. And and this yeah. is where I think it it's it just really in, it captures the intangibility right of of meaning and of writing um that that bart characterizes in in his essay um yeah article so so yeah so what bart is describing in the death of the author is the element of dune that is intangible with that is why we are gatekeeping the movie yeah. because using apparatus theory and arguing that cinema by its very nature is ideological means that dune can't be a movie 
No. Period. End of sentence. Yep. All I got to say about it. Yeah. Don't make it. Just, just cut it off now. We don't even have to put it out tomorrow. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, we're going to watch it. Worse. We are going to watch it um, on HBO Max. Oh, because I do want to talk about that, too, with the idea yeah. the HBO Max, the, the idea that we are, we have moved into a space where you know, film, I don't know, movies as we kind of know them or as we knew them probably in like the golden age. I would say the golden age of the of the movie that Dune is trying to be would be Lord of the Rings, right? Oh yeah. Um and that was like a completely different time in history when we didn't have access to like endless amounts of content streaming in our homes on amazing Any devices of devices like. yes and and yeah and how yes that does shift the way that that movies are seen right like, like can you imagine if lord of the rings came out and you the first time you saw it was on an ipad it would not be like you wouldn't even like it as yes. like, it wouldn't be what it is. Right. Like, yeah. And so like in this way, I feel like Denny Villeneuve is really reliant and, and it sounds to me like he was so opposed to the HBO max, like simultaneous release, because yeah. I'm assuming here that the Dune movie relies a lot on the like scale of yeah of a theater the most of that's the most of what I've seen yeah of the movie is like these huge expansive sets yes that you need to have this huge like field of viewing to be able to even understand like how big like you know the cliffs that are like supposed to be hiding the sketch like are fucking ginormous yeah and you can't even comprehend it if you're looking at it on in your tv at home like or like the worm like (laughs) how 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 big is the worm that they're showing and yeah and i do think that like that's the other thing is this this grandiosity um of that, that film feels like like that movies right now in our current timeline like feel that they need to be so grandiose right if they're a big budget yeah kind of thing like that is sort of like well no I mean first of all we've already talked about how Dune can't be a movie and now it's sort of like well okay if you're making something that does actually rely on you know these major set pieces and you're faced with the idea that like lots of people are going to just watch it you know at home and pause it and like go and fucking you know why are you wasting the resources and efforts to make that part good about it if 
no one is really going to appreciate that part of it. Well, I do. I mean, I, I feel like I have seen people who are like, I'm only seeing it in IMAX. Like I'm, yeah, I'm going to be true to this, but, um, yeah, I think the, the fanboys. Yeah. (laughs) And I do think it is sort of a breakdown of, you know, the, the apparatus theory here because yeah no longer are we placed in like a dark room where all of our senses are you know completely focused on this one image on the screen and we are as people entirely immersed right we're supposed to be like placed in it as if we were a part of it right and sort of it's a way of maybe lessening that kind of like ideological impact that by its very nature, you know, film has or perpetuates. Um, And so that's, that's also like a cool, like just an interesting little like side note, I think with this, with this release and with this movie in general. And I wonder like if somebody says to me like well you watched on hbo max so therefore you didn't like really watch it like is that true it didn't it's not what we're saying (laughs) i did watch it and i paid attention yeah well probably not unless i take (laughs) i mean which i did not do it's in my pocket Oh, it's really why I'm like, (laughs) Uh, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't have to, like, it's not imperative to go to the theater. It obviously enhances what they're trying to do with it, but it does not, it's not like required to make a determination about your opinion of the fucking movie right like yeah and it's almost like sort of I don't know I think at this point there's like a cheapness to it it's sort of like (laughs) it's like this weird god it's like you know when you have something that you like and then someone takes it and they're like okay we're really just gonna hype up this like romantic part of it and like the quirkiness of these characters that didn't exist that we've given them and we just want you to have a feel-good time with this story yeah we want you to go and we want you to see it and you're like it's like dune, go see it dune in the mcu it's like if dune was a comic book <laughs> yes that is how i have been viewing it since yes. i was told that it was going to be made it's yeah like, great it's gonna be a new a new comic book movie franchise yeah but actually so that's the maybe final thing that we can talk about is how I really don't think there's gonna be a second one I could be wrong but I don't unless they've like already even if they have already started they haven't dies they haven't (laughs) i mean but they haven't started and that's the other thing here where lord of the rings again got it right uh you know got tackling a huge story and they did make you know huge edits 
um, to accommodate, you know, for the screen. I do think Lord of the Rings isn't quite doing what Dune is doing. No, 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 no. Like Uh, Lord of the Rings is a wonderful story. Yes. And it is a story. It's an epic, you know? Yeah. But it's not like trying to really do anything outside of being Lord of the Rings. Right. Yeah. And it, and it grapples with themes, but mostly just good and evil. Right. Yeah. It's very like ethical, moral dilemmas and how different people deal with them. And, you know, you see different sides. That's kind of at the basis of it. Right. And they also shot it all at the same time. Yeah. That's how you got to do it. Yeah. And that's, that's like, so that's part of the reason why I don't think that the second one's going to get made. I mean, I'm really hoping. That yeah, it, dep- I, it depends on how, where they end it, like in what. Oh, they end it after the uh, fight with J- Jameis or Jamis. I don't know how you say it. Oh, I said Jameis. Jameis, yeah. uh, the Fremen who. Okay, yeah, yeah. Who beefs with Paul. That's the end. What the Usul 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 because he has yeah. like three he's Paul Muadib Usul yeah so maybe I also really don't like how they he doesn't I don't think he's going hard enough in it like he doesn't use jihad no. yeah like, <sighs> like I feel like that's a very like PC decision like. Oh my to God. stay away from all of the like Muslim aspects to the story, which are incredible. And I think should be celebrated. Like it's not something that Herbert was using as a like derogatory no. uh, device. It no. was him pulling from all these cultures and uh, allowing them to live in it and like to right. be a part of it. And I, I really hate that. I really, Yeah. Do. And it is like, you know, it does contribute to sort of like the Christ narrative of which is huge in it. Like right. yes, <laughs> of like I'm taking this band of wandering. It's a Moses thing too, yeah. I guess. Um, but and also final maybe nerd rage point being he Liet Kinds. Liet Kinds. Yeah. So yeah, that's the other funny thing about Dune is that we all probably say their names differently. Yeah. But we have it's Chani. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it is fucking Chaney. Yeah, but it's like Chani everywhere. So I know. Anyway, Chaney. but like just um, the decision to make Liet into a woman um i think to me also was a huge indication that denny was not sir yeah and i mean i feel like i've so i've like lurked enough of these subreddit like of the dune subreddit threads where you have some people being like oh it's fine like why the fuck does that matter and it's like God, did you, did you read it? <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, the, the Fremen society is so heavily patriarchal and like, um, you know, his role is such vast importance. It's intertwined with his relationship as a son to his father. Like that's right. 
his <laughs> it's like a major major part and and so that's also something where I'm just like oh okay was it just like oh here's like kind of one of the like if anything make fucking Cheney a black woman <laughs> yeah i mean i guess yeah, i guess technically guy, she I is like kind of rude okay sorry um <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> but like yeah it doesn't it doesn't add anything and it detracts from it instead yeah i mean and, and it yeah detracts like, especially to the book if it was a new story that was not an existing book that had specific reasons for the choices of like the new cultures that are being explored and kind of like amalgamations of all these different things and pulling from their literal cultures like the patriarchal (laughs) aspects of it and why that's important to the story makes it ridiculous that they would change that character to a woman whereas if it was a new if if he was like writing his own movie and was new he could have all black people all black women and it would be like good representation give them fucking space to exist and to have visibility but it's not yeah exactly I don't think it's the place to do that like no yeah no and I I feel shitty saying that but like fuck uh, yeah no I mean it is it, it does feel like precisely pandering because let's be real like Duncan Idaho like could be easily in my opinion i i think uh black yeah i mean i think there's they don't even is his it it has nothing to do with it it doesn't have anything to do with it i for me my dream cast of like who duncan idaho like the actor who i think could play duncan idaho is mahershala ali oh i was literally thinking that in my head i was like i know who she's gonna fucking say (laughs) because yes he would be he so good he would be like a perfect Duncan Idaho because he has this silent, like dangerous, yes. but also like noble, like reserve. Like he's got like, and he's also just such a talented actor, like totally. actually like a really good actor. Whereas Jason Momoa, you're, you have your thing and your Aquaman or whatever. Like, God, that's the other thing is it's like, we have a fucking... Aquaman (laughs) on Dune. We have Aquaman on Dune. It's not my Duncan Idaho. We should make bumper stickers. Not my Duncan Idaho. Anyway, you're uh, my very own private Duncan Idaho. My very own private Duncan Idaho. Jeez. Well, I don't know. What do you think? (laughs) I think that everyone is going to have some nice things to say about us and what we've been talking about. Yeah. What do you think? I do. I do too. Uh, (laughs) I think we went pretty hard. Uh, Denny, whatever, you know, Um, but please like being that this is a, you know, we're a very new podcast. Also, uh really did not prepare well except for today (laughs) we've had some emergencies come up in the past um few days all all the times that we were going to like prepare and record this just got like fucked beyond compare 
yes and, totally and I do, put on the back burner and like it didn't matter because I, the other things were so much more important that we were like fuck it but and we still do, wanted to do it right and I do actually think that there is there is something uh that is sort of like the podcastian nature of the the slightly un you know like we are unprepared but not completely right like we have yeah. a theme we went a little bit off track a few times we may need to maybe have like doubled our time that we wanted to do because i mean hopefully maybe people will want to listen to us talk for an hour and a half but yeah i i think i i want to listen to myself talk for an hour and a half yeah and you, you, you work in some personal anecdotes, maybe me more so than you, <laughs> <laughs> which is, uh, it's, it's not something I'm not known to not, <laughs> do. I do, 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 she do, do it. I do, do. And it. I usually do not. Yes. So. Uh, I'm the reserved fidgety one. I mean, yeah, I, I do think, you know, there's a certain amount of, you know, raw, real gatekeep, uh, gaslight girl boss that kind of have to like. I just barely even held on to my microphone this whole time. I'm pretty impressed. We have, <laughs> we have to like marinate, right? So mm-hmm. this is where introduction and as our next podcast right is going to be reaction to the movie yeah we are gonna go should we just record ourselves watching it we could actually that would be funny and then also just like pause and be like what the fuck Uh, just like splice our our like visceral reactions to shit i feel like that we might get that could be like a copyright thing um no it'll just be our reactions to uh, it like what we're not that won't be the podcast we'll do that and then take our reactions like to certain parts and like be like look at this shit when i was like what the fuck yeah we could have like weird like you know like dune can't edit things (laughs) yeah uh yeah but there's a free you know there's a freeness we should have a freeness to expression um and i do think you know that we were able to at least work into into some like larger ideas into some like larger sort of literary and film theory which is kind of like Thanks what i you because i didn't know research or well it was like what i did in grad school and you know now i'm a computer professional business reporting analyst and i'm still in school reading books <laughs> but you're also like a very confident businesswoman i'm an accountant <laughs> but she's really an accountant i know you're not just like a pretend i'm actually an accountant and a financial controller yeah, which is I will control you financially. Why am I so white? This fucking light is so bright. I will control you financially, but not in like I guess I could be like a, a financial control. dominatrix. Yeah, I'll do that too if you guys are interested. Yeah, actually hit reach me out. Up. I mean, I I'm into it. 
<laughs> I feel like I've been in the pay piggy realm reversal situation. No, I mean, I've been in the realm of people asking for weird sort of fetish things. Oh, we know. <laughs> I mean, I know. Yes. And, <laughs> and possibly everyone else. Uh, it's not a hard Google. Uh, and no. it's not something I'm ashamed of. I feel like there's, I, I feel like my presence on the internet. She you, is possibly one up. Don't. The, <laughs> just, we'll just type. <laughs> figure it out. Just, yeah. you just you can google and you find it and then yeah there's you tell us if you agree yeah well the not. consensus jesus that's a little <laughs> but i did i have made some funny videos um and my dune videos she has which, yeah yeah anyway good. yeah dune changed her life did you know that it did it did dune change my and i still have that youtube channel uh which is maybe where i'll change the name and upload this she's smart can you upload videos this long on instagram video i don't know i, I think, think so not. yeah actually yeah i think i've watched <laughs> i watched like an hour and a half of this one girl one time well i'm going to throw my phone away later <laughs> um cool well i think that we've like come to the end i think so of the first dune girls podcast and <sighs> and went into multiple different ways yeah we didn't even talk about no ships or the butlerian jihad no i mean those are i really want to talk about chair dogs but we don't get oh yeah yeah. chair dogs are way <laughs> like that's a deep cut please like comment say like do the chair emoji or whatever if you know what a chair dog is we should also say like <laughs> people who actually finish this you should put <laughs> the worm emoji and the mouse emoji together please yes and we that will symbolize that will actually mouse mask is in the other room I'm a mouse for Halloween. I am Muad'Dib. <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, I might just wear my still suit. I truly have not thought about Halloween. I don't, I'm not even doing anything. I just have a mask. Yeah. No. Maybe we could do a Halloween special. Halloween special. Okay. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so we um, ideally will have the reaction to the film up next week i would say late later next week uh, later later yeah like <laughs> at the end of next week again you know give us some pointers we this what is our first see yeah here? what do y'all want to see i mean i would like to eventually have segments where we can answer questions i wouldn't I would, I would call myself like a relative, not expert. You never want to be like, I'm an expert because I'm constantly learning, but I am so good at learning that if you ask me a question about Dune, I can figure it out. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is my job is to find things and yeah. to learn them and tell you about them. Yeah. And if there's any like 
if anybody has any you know more sort of cultural theory or that kind of if you think that I mean I do think that that's a fun thing to work into something casual like this because oftentimes I think especially when you get theoretical like you're often met usually somebody is postulating right there's some there's some like pompous sort of not postu- postulating was the wrong word I meant to say pontificating yes which I certainly can do and probably have been doing a <laughs> uh, little bit of a pontific self uh self-confessed pontificator um Fine. but yeah but I think that the theory you know it's there's usually I don't know it's I think it should be more fun to to take these sort of ideas and and not what you said as I yawn while you're saying (laughs) an asshole no it's okay I mean but just like take them and like think about how we can use like different frameworks to analyze pop culture in general but dune because that's what the fuck our podcast is about and you forget it yeah and and yeah and really just I think listener questions if you want us to do like some kind of a I know there's already a podcast called reading dune so I don't necessarily think that we should do like a book club no but I do think what we could do is um maybe have episodes about about like the first book and maybe talk about our favorite scenes and and why we think that they are so important because it's always a surprise to me like what are the scenes in the book or each book like what really because it hits different for everyone right and so it's fun for me to know like well what what's yours and then you can hear yeah. mine and then we can all just yeah just and then like we can both uh just leave from our dune encyclopedias, encyclopedias. I, it's under my stuff right now supporting us in this supporting me yeah yeah like well the fish speakers is what i turn to that's you yeah we can all just sit in a jacuzzi and talk about dune that was a that sounds like such a great time you know and so it was really good talking to you and to and to all of you about this it was Um, it was really fun yes and i can't wait to do it again yeah and please leave constructive criticism. And if you say something, Your loving devotion, whatever. If you say something really mean, we'll probably delete it. I don't know what. We'll just leave it. I don't we'll know. Just leave it. You just leave we'll, it. That- leave it so that they can um, feel bad, be shamed. Yeah, they have to see their you know, yeah their transgressions live out into the world, so they are able to be viewed by others to make judgments upon them exactly and i mean like we can also say yeah we're kind of haters 
I'm a fucking hater. I'm a hater. Yeah, <laughs> I would say hater. Big I hate hit. fucking everything. <laughs> we got we got like a hater. We got a little bit of a hater. We got a little hateration <laughs> in this. We started with a hate, like a little hater. So how you doing hater, comma hater is maybe like the more appropriate title, but yeah. Um too bad. Bless <laughs> Mr. And his water. Bitma. Bitma, y'all. Um, it's the Dune Girls. <laughs> we are signing off. Thanks for listening. And we, yeah, we love you. And Stay we'll dry. Stay hydrated. That's Stay hydrated. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Have good water discipline. <laughs> yeah, keep your uh, your catch tubes in at all times. Yes, and stay out of the. Uh, I don't know. What I was gonna think. I was trying to get a reference, but it wasn't coming to me. So, with that, everyone, we love you all. Yeah, and we will talk to you soon. Shield practice. Shield practice? Gurney, we had practice this morning. I'm not in the mood. Not in the mood. Mood's a thing for cattle and love play, not fighting. I'm sorry, Gurney. Not sorry enough. Girls over and out.